If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C. Oh, see you then here. Dimly lit room where deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And hey, everybody, on Tuesday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager, Biden, Amlo, Trudeau, Dos Tres Amigos, plotting the course of North America going forward to the future. Okay. The three heads of state of the North American nations meeting in Mexico City. Very excited. Three amigos, if you will. Yes. I said dos three amigos, which means two three amigos. I meant los. My Spanish is still coming along, though. Caca is what it is. (laughs) It is caca. (laughs) Steaming. El Stimo caca. Big finish That's here, Michael. Terrible. Big finish. Worst beginning of the show ever. <laughs> so they found top secret classified information in Joe Biden's closet. Oh God. Oh, oh boy. Closet. Whatever. Well, wait a minute. Top secret. Really? Is that out now, or just classified? Well, so yeah. So we get to go through all that again. Uh, uh, according to well, we don't have to. According to CNN, it's that top-level SC2 or whatever. Really? Okay, yeah. I missed that. Yeah. Special compartmented. Yeah. Yeah. According to CNN, it's that. Some of it is that. So Joe Biden had in a locked closet, they're claiming, for all those of you who have locked closets. I don't know. Everybody Because to- you can't get into a locked closet. No way. Take that, you rusky dogs. This closet's locked. <laughs> 
<laughs> China. Try to get in this closet, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my favorite thing that they wrote at the dispatch. Prepare oh, your- I love that. <laughs> Pre- prepare yourself. Everyone is about to flip-flop on the importance of proper classified information storage and retention again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. except for me. Let's wait and see what it is. All right. Well, I, I think we can learn a lesson at this point. <clears throat> Clearly, people in high levels of power don't think it's that big a deal. Clearly. Bill Clinton did it. Hillary Clinton did it. Trump did it. Biden did it. So clearly, and those are just the ones we know of. Maybe other people had locked closets nobody stumbled upon. Um, Clearly, they just don't take it that seriously. Now, maybe they should, but they're not. Well, using my newly refined Spanish skills, I pronounce your conclusion, excelente. (laughs) Uh, I think it's a good, uh, good point. Sure. Yeah. Come on. Let's just now. It depends how serious is it. The names of our secret agents in China. Well, I know the way it's going to be portrayed. Of course, you know the stuff they found at Mar-a-Lago was you know the plans and parts and tools to assemble an atomic bomb. What they found in Biden's closet was FDR's secret chocolate chip cookie recipes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it'll be portrayed, but. Oh, and as always, yeah, it'll take a serious amount of slogging through the mainstream media reporting to get anywhere near the truth. Well, I was far- reading a couple of things that we, we touched on yesterday. I went a little in-depth uh, on the actual, like the lying in the Washington Post about Chris Rufo, for instance. And it's a, a, feature, other a feature we call Joe Getty in-depth. And, uh, and just the, the willingness to be utterly dishonest in some of the marquee publications of the English language is shocking these days. Shouldn't be shocking anymore, but it, is. it shocks the conscience. Well, I would say that um, NBC News and ABC News, Evening Newscast, both led with the Biden documents last night. And, uh, man, I first got alerted to it by, I think, the Washington Post and New York Times. So um, your uh, corporate media types were on it from the very beginning for whatever reason. Well, okay. I'm impressed. I, think, I didn't watch many evening newses last night. I was busy watching the National College Championship football game, which was a real nail-biter. A squeaker. And by that, I mean it was so boring, there was nothing to do but work on my fingernails. The <laughs> the team from Georgia won 100-2 to two or something? Exactly, 100-2. to two. <laughs> It was 65-7, like to seven, I think. Man, one And that 7 came quite early in the game. One brief sports comment. Has there ever been a conference in any of the major sports in college that dominated the way the SEC does college football over the last two decades? Wow. Maybe the ACC in basketball for a cup of coffee, but no is the short answer. Man, it's incredible. They're just a different Yeah, they're they're like the worst NFL team, Georgia, but barely. Yeah. (laughs) That's something. Anyway, we should start the show officially. It is going to be. I, 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 I would like it if we could get to the point where we just say it would appear that everybody treats these classified documents uh, like it's not a big deal. So, can we all decide is it a big deal or not? If it is a big deal, let's start punishing people, I guess, or something. But if it's not, let's quit calling everything top secret and super duper secret and double secret probation secret and everything like that. And everything gets marked top secret right practically everything 
a lot, way over classification. As what I've heard yeah. many times from folks in the know. Yeah. yeah. Although any any request for sanity or reasonableness, Jack, will have to wait until Donald J. Trump is right. uh, is resting in the grave. Right. 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 Because there's always that hanging out there. Yeah. I'm yeah. Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on that. This is uh, Tuesday, January 10th, the year 2023. No donuts for me in 23. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin blowing out the liars like Georgia blew out TCU precisely now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go, leaping into action at Mark. Ahead of the last round of voting for House Speaker, Alabama Congressman Mike Rogers appeared to charge at fellow Republican Representative Matt Gates, and out of habit, Gates yelled, I've never even met your daughter! <laughs> He did that out of habit, you say. <laughs> well, that's unfortunate. Uh, again, judging only by the highly imperfect measure of our email, uh, which we, we get tons of them, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com, nobody, nobody has leapt to Matt Gates' uh, defense, no matter how harshly we describe his character and activities. Um, and, and some of y'all will leap to the defense of Satan, Hitler, you know, just virtually anything. Indecent exposure gets one or two thumbs up. <laughs> two cheers for indecent exposure. Yeah, but nothing for old Matt Gates. He is just so incredibly unlikable. By the way, I, my New Year's resolution, one of them was to not eat donuts this year, and uh, I had mentioned that last week I did have a cinnamon roll and a muffin, and I was wondering. Mm. If, uh, and so a friend of mine texted a long letter and then said, P.S. Cinnamon rolls are donuts. You're only lying to and hurting yourself. Think of the children. So. <laughs> what about the children? <laughs> Is the cinnamon roll a donut? That's why You're really slicing it thin, which would be delicious. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's unfried. It is a baked good, as opposed to the donut. What? Some donuts, not all donuts are fried. Cake donuts, are cake donuts? Oh, yeah, donuts are fried. Well, raised donuts, they're not fried. Raised donuts, the, the, are all the, donuts the, raised? No, there's there's cake and raised. Those are the two kinds of donuts. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah they're, they're fried. Raised Absolutely. Well, they're, yeah. well, they're, well, they're whatever a cinnamon roll is, they're exactly like the cinnamon roll. I eat them side by side at the donut shop sometimes. Raised donuts. I know that term, but I'm not. I can't picture what that is. They're well. They're just exactly like a cinnamon roll with a different flavor. They're 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 fluffy and uh, soft. And and you're claiming they're unfried. I don't know about that, but they're the same thing as a cinnamon roll. I mean, there's well, no way they're different than a cinnamon roll. All right. Well, I'm not going to leap to your defense if you're indicting yourself for well, essentially yeah. breaking your vow in the first week of the year. First, like three days. Yeah. I'm a weak, weak man. That's my point. That donut is filled with shame, and I know you don't like filled donuts. So No, I don't. That's disgusting. That's an abomination. Oh, that's, so, that's the highest form of donut. So Joe has suggested we play something we did later in the show yesterday that's really good. This guy they featured on 60 Minutes a couple of weeks ago about uh, how the planet is going to go extinct because we're all so mean to Mother Earth. He is a crackpot that they featured on 60 Minutes, and there is an interview with him from 1970 that is unbelievable. Stanford professor, this is what smart people can think. You've got to hear this. 
Well, and calling this guy a crackpot's like calling Babe Ruth a home run hitter. That's not nearly thorough enough. He is an all-time, he's a Hall of Fame, first ballot Hall of Fame crackpot. <laughs> yes, as featured on 60 Minutes the other night. Anyway, so we've got that and a bunch of other stuff to get to, and I uh, hope you can stick around. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's quite good. I think you'll enjoy it. Everybody will enjoy it. Let's all enjoy it together. Cool. (laughs) That's on the way. And our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm about to have my first sip of coffee of the day, so I'm very excited about it. Mm. Yeah, donuts I'm pretty disciplined about, but they're uh, sweet, sweet bedfellow coffee. Oh, man, do I love coffee. Man, that is good. I had a. I usually have a coffee at home, but I had a sick kid on the uh, couch in the living room, so I didn't make coffee this morning and disturb him mm. as he finally went to sleep with his 102.6 fever in the middle of the night. Oh, <clears> my <throat> golly. Man, there's so many dang diseases going around. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't had little kids for a while, but, man, you is your immune system okay in your family? I think so. I don't know. Yeah, it seems like you guys get attacked by bugs a lot. Everybody but. is right now. I don't. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, there, there's some confusion or uh, disagreement as to like did our immune systems get soft during COVID or something? Because everybody's. I mean, the schools are wiped out, not with COVID, with other things. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. If an honest account of the COVID period is ever written, it will be. Very important and 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 very uh, very interesting, I think. Mm-hmm. But getting honesty these days is difficult, which is our th- the theme of our freedom loving quote of the day, folks. Hey now, Abraham Lincoln, if you need him. 
I am not bound to win, but I am bound to be true. I am not bound to succeed, but I am bound to live by the light that I have. I must stand with anybody that stands right, and I must stand with him while he is right and part with him when he goes wrong. Mm. That's a good one right there, especially that last part. Right. Can you right. do that? Can you... Uh... Can you, um, uh, uh, Scott Gottlieb in the news right now. Right. Our favorite uh, guy to have on about COVID for two years. Got a story about him coming up. And I was thinking that, can I, can I, you know, I got to go into these stories with people I like, open-minded. Maybe it turns out he's, you know, done something I don't like and vice versa. If I read Mm -hmm. a story about Adam Schiff, I shouldn't just assume uh, that it's probably a pretty good assumption, but um, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I do. Absolutely. And and thinking about, uh, you know, what is loyalty, which is what uh, Lincoln is talking about. I mean, Trump's big on loyalty and all, but I think true loyalty is standing with somebody. Then when they go wrong, loyalty is not sticking with them and doing wrong. Loyalty is saying, hey, what you're doing is wrong and I can't stick with you if you continue it. Mm. Having the courage to, to say that to somebody that you are, quote unquote, with that's loyalty. Honesty is loyalty. Huh? Am I wrong? Who's I'm with not me? wrong. Who's with me? I don't care because, like Lincoln said, I will stand. I am bound to live by the light that I have, huh? Which is LED lately because it saves money. Mm. Mailbag. Drop us a note, would you? Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Keep them reasonably short, please. Uh, nice note uh, from Jim, who grew up one town away from my beautiful wife. Grew up listening to the very radio stations I did as well in Chicagoland and uh, enjoys the show and mentions, I'll summarize, that uh, his wife and others, maybe they do swing differently from us politically, but they love the the extra large podcasts. And we haven't had one for a while. He, he chastises gently. You're right. You're right, Jim. We are going to be recording one today with the fabulous Ian Bremmer. How do you like it? It should be fabulous. Yeah. I used fabulous twice within 10 seconds. Not fabulous. Yeah, Ian Bremmer's risks for the year, and I can give away number one for you right now. It's a rogue Russia. Number one, he says by far, is the biggest risk to the planet. More on that later. Yeah, I heard a prediction about Russia that uh, shocked me from a bunch of uh, global policy analysts. We'll talk about that in a bit. Actually, the, uh, the long and short of it, a very brief version, is we've had a rogue North Korea, rogue Iran, rogue countries like that. Nothing like a rogue Russia, where it's the most powerful nuclear country on the planet, but it's not beholden to anyone or anything. That's a different cup of tea for the world. Yikes. On the topic of uh, becoming a futurist, uh, Tom in SoCal writes, During last Friday's show, Jack expressed an interest in becoming a futurist. He then asked what he needed to do to make that happen. The mere fact that he had to ask the question (laughs) proves he is not qualified. (laughs) DST CDY, didn't you see that coming or didn't see that coming, did you, Tom? <laughs> so, yeah, a futurist would be able to envision a future in which you were a futurist. You didn't even know how the hell that would happen. You're no futurist. <laughs> Good point, Tom. That's just logic. <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> Christo in beautiful Reno, Nevada. 
Guys, Biden may have stumbled onto a winning immigration strategy. Seems like any city he visits on the border gets cleaned up real fast. So I suggest we just keep sending him from city to city to see what happens. They sure cleaned up El Paso in a big way. That's right. El Paso was so cleared of any sign of the immigration disaster. Biden, and this is from serious news outlets, Biden did not lay eyes on a single illegal immigrant booching about El Paso. And according to Secretary of State Blinken, it was just a coincidence. Oh, for the love of God. Blinken, Lincoln would kick your ass. The great backwoods wrestler. He wouldn't put up with that dishonesty. Yeah, I noticed I noticed even CNN and MSNBC were not really taking that as a, at face value. I'm going to squeeze this in. Uh, Dave, the teacher who's married to a career prosecutor, is writing about that shooting at the uh, Texas Taqueria where the diner shot the uh, would-be robber good and dead. Um, And he talks about uh, how important state law is to the outcome of a case like that. And if the first three shots killed him, the next five aren't necessarily important. Really interesting stuff, but we don't have much time. Finally, he said, my first thoughts when I heard about him taking off is that the defensive shooter probably had warrants out and is also a criminal. Don't know if that's true, of course, but I'd bet a nice bottle of wine after your dry January on it. Dave, you're on. I think you're probably right, but I'd be happy to bet you a bottle of wine. Hmm. There you go. On-air liquor wagering on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Um, uh, Joe says uh, the, there are some things that are so stupid only smart people can believe. Man, we got an example of that coming up. Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Crimes we'll have to touch on at some point. Did you see the uh, Brinks truck get robbed? That story? 
I did not. Where they grabbed, I think, $300,000 in cash from a Brinks truck by distracting the driver. It's the sort of thing, you know, you may have contemplated yourself when you see one parked in front of a grocery store. I wonder if I could pull off the... Some people did. I think everybody thinks that. Even honest men and women think that. And then a less fun one. How about the guy who apparently killed his wife in his uh, awful attempt to cover it up? You haven't been following that story. Yeah. I, I I wonder how they distracted the Brinks driver. Was it a little yeek, look at these, or something like that? No, it was a couple, no, I'll a, stay tuned. A couple of dudes said, yeah, we're trying to find the, it says here on a map, the bus station is right up there. Oh, I can help you out with that. And the guy helps, he'd set the back on the, the bumper of the Brinks truck, and somebody else just grabbed it and ran off. Oh, And man. it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> and like not traceable money or anything like that. <laughs> See, I would never hurt anybody. I would never shoot anybody or anything like that. But if I can get $300,000 by saying, you know, we're having a disagreement. I said the baseball field's over there. He says it's over there. Oh, the baseball field's actually. And then my Confederate grabs the bag and runs away. Yoink. (laughs) Are you kidding me? I might live a life of crime if it was that easy. Also, I may have shot off my mouth. I'm trying to verify something I said, and I'm having trouble finding it. So a pundit that I trust on broadcast news said CNN was reporting Biden's classified information he had in his closet was that super top secret kind. I'm not finding that anywhere. The Washington Post is saying, or the New York Times is saying, it is not known yet what level of classification. So I don't know, mm. maybe they're behind this story. I'm going to try to nail that down because that makes a big difference in the story. A, a, a really big difference because they mark practically everything classified in government. Sure. And yeah. if it was that lowest level of classified, who cares? Well, I would guess that CNN just you know broadcast something that's wildly inaccurate and has since uh, dropped it ah you're probably right that's probably what happened okay here's something interesting from 60 minutes uh somehow missed and i i never miss an episode of 60 minutes but like uh, two weeks ago right before christmas they had a feature on uh the 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 next great extinction on planet earth is as big as the one that took out the dinosaurs but we're doing it to ourselves that's the the theme you know with, uh, oh with no human beings abusing the planet and one of those kind of things and they quoted all these different scientists and interviewed all these different people how we're ruining the planet and and uh, one of the quotes was that it would take five earths to keep up with the way we're using resources and those five earths aren't available actually the that quote came from this guy named Paul Ehrlich, who is one of the old people, old professors they featured on the show. Guy's in his 90s, and I didn't know his act, uh, featured on 60 Minutes. Well, after the 60 Minutes episode aired, Twitter kind of blew up with a bunch of people saying, Hey, that guy, Paul Ehrlich, you know who he is, right? That you featured on 60 Minutes? He's the guy who wrote the population bomb back in the late 60s. Now, I would, you know, that's before my time, but that was a really big influential book. And the, the more or less the idea of that book was that when, when the population of the earth hits 4 billion, we'll all starve to death. There's just no possible way the resources can keep up with 4 billion people. We now, of course, have 8 billion people and we seem to be doing fine. But that's not, you know, enough to discredit him to me to you know not have him on 60 minutes this however might be here's an interview with the guy they featured on 60 minutes you know as a sage about this and that here's an interview with paul ehrlich from 1970 it's kind of log don't dial out because it gets better as it goes oh yeah (laughs) stick with it now uh given the population explosion let alone in this country what 
can the government, what ought the government to do about this? Well, what it ought to do is this. The first thing, you, want, you don't want to put, I, I'm against government interference in our lives. You want to minimize that. So the very first thing the government should do is try and take the pressure off to reproduce. There's a lot of pressure in our society now to reproduce. If you're single, people try and push you into getting married. You know, uh, you, your wife, you have a, a, a bachelor over and your wife says, gee, shouldn't I have a nice girl over? The idea is, you know, nobody should escape. So there's pressure to get married. Young couples, if they don't have children, people say, gee, they must be sterile. They never say, gee, maybe they like uh, good wine and going to the theater and so on. They prefer that to scraping diapers. So <laughs> there's pressure to have children. So the first thing that should happen is that the president ought to say, from now, here on <laughs> out, no intelligent, patriotic American family uh, ought to have more than two children, preferably one, if you're starting a family now. Not, not any law, but just say, this is what responsible people do. He ought to make the FCC see to it that large families are always treated in a negative light on television wherever they appear. <laughs> there ought to be a tremendous amount of television time devoted to spot commercials, the sort we've had against smoking. Uh, but ones in the middle, say in the middle of Beverly Hillbillies, you get a scene which shows Los Angeles in the smog and it just says this city has a fatal disease. It's called overpopulation and so long. Uh, now that sort of campaign, you could, you could have a census, a sample census, which would see whether that was having the desired effect. If that didn't, you could move to giving women bonuses for not having babies. That almost certainly would do the job. If that didn't have the effect, then you could move to changing the tax structure uh, so that people who had the money and had the children paid for the children. In other words, you would increase taxes on people with children rather than decrease them since they, when they have the children, they require more services. If that doesn't work, uh, then you'll have the government legislating the size of the family. And people say, oh, that's impossible. Government can never intrude and tell you how many children to have. Well, I got news. You know, it intruded a long time ago and told you how many wives you can have. Uh, and there's not the slightest question that if we don't get the population under control with voluntary means, that in the not-too-distant future, the government will simply tell you how many children you can have and throw you in jail if you have too many. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Let's start with crackpot. <laughs> and, and, and move straight to totalitarian. Crackpot totalitarian Paul Ehrlich. Yeah, he's associated with Stanford now. He's been associated with a number of universities, but he's won... <laughs> All wow. kinds of awards over the years. All your top environmental sorts of, you know, I'm a fellow here and that awards that you can get on the planet. He has won because he's, he's in his 90s, very old. And he's a crazy person. And not only that, that's not even the bad part. Okay, so he's wrong about population. That's not a crime. It, it, but you are moving into crime territory when you're saying you ought to lock people up based on how many kids they have. Have the government, the FCC, encouraged... Oh, TV shows should only depict large families in a negative light. What? Well, I, I, I made notes as he was jabbering on, and just his first one is, we've got to, rem and I loved his manner, too. His manner was like a belligerent cable news panelist. The first thing we got to do is remove the pressure. The pressure on uh, young people to get together and have kids. So he wants to outlaw saying, you know, Mrs. Jones has a lovely daughter. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be illegal now. Oh, man. And as you know, maybe they like fine wine going to the theater better than scraping diapers. Right. That, oh, I, okay. I find Thank that, you for that. Yeah, I find that high, every parent would find that highly offensive. Way to reduce having children to scraping diapers. Yeah, because that's, that's what having kids is, is scraping diapers. Sure, that's what parenthood is. Yeah, exactly. Well summarized. Thank God, you. What a freaking idiot. I know. I'd like to punch him right in his old mouth, but <laughs> I abhor violence. No violence ever. And then I love this. 
and the president should say no law or anything. The president should just say, if you're a good patriotic American, you should have no more than two kids and one at the most. Okay. Okay. You think that's a a, a proper role for the president to be badgering (laughs) people about how many kids they have? That is an interesting constitutional view. Then the big families on TV thing. Uh, <laughs> that is unbelievable. Only show large families in a negative light. Coming from the FCC. Wow. You're so freaking crazy. And again, that's the guy they featured on 60 Minutes the other night to talk about, you know, the crisis we're in. And then the idea of bonuses for having no babies. How's that going to work? Is that going to be like an annual bonus? Because you can't give the woman like a lifetime bonus. She'll turn around and get pregnant the next week. Well, there is I mean, a lot of that that happens uh, around the world in various countries. And it's been talked about here, trying to encourage yeah. people, the other side, actually, to have kids because we aren't having enough. Oh, yeah. In, in a lot of the developed world right now, there's a desperate need to have more babies. Paul, you jackass. <laughs> then taxing children and then finally and then finally the government's going to have to legislate the number of children you can have and limit it limit it to one the government's going to have to pass laws and presumably put people in jail or execute the extra children i don't know whatever it takes (laughs) whatever it takes to reduce the world's population and this freaking crackpot that's when he's young and has his faculties right they feature on 60 minutes warning us the sixth great extinction is coming and mankind is doing it you're one of the great crackpots I've ever heard. No kidding. No kidding. And it's just got it's worth hearing that academics, I have to assume his brain power is really good, like his, you know, his IQ or whatever is really high, that academics can be so freaking crazy and dangerous. Yes. Obviously, that's horrifyingly dangerous. You get a group of people like that together at the top of a government who want to lock you up based on the number of kids you have. Right. Well, to Thomas, uh, to uh, paraphrase the great Thomas Sowell, there's some ideas so ridiculous only an intellectual could hold them, and uh, that is one of the all timers. And you know, on on the on the left, your environmental left, for instance, uh, you mentioned all the awards this crackpot has won through the years. Logic doesn't matter. All that matters is you loudly express that you're with the faith, that you're with the religion. Now, on the crackpot right, it's the same thing. As long as you loudly signal your tribal loyalty, great. But this guy's made a career, a lifelong career, out of just bellowing the most loudly and enthusiastically about how mankind is evil. I also find it interesting that so he's uh, he looks to be, geez, in his mid-40s when he did that. I suppose I could do the math on that. He's very old. So even in the According 70s, to my this- figures, it was roughly 50 years ago. Yeah, so he'd be in his 40s. He's 90s now. Um uh, he says it so confidently, you know, out loud on on broadcast television. He's got to be surrounded by other people that agree with him to 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 not feel s- somewhat. You know, uh, this might sound kind of harsh, but it's in my view because of the population that we might actually. No, he's perfectly confident saying that because I assume he hangs around with other people who just nod their head along with it yeah. every time you say crap like that. Because if you had any normal people around you, they'd say, wait a second, wait a second. I'm a little offended by what you just said about scraping diapers. I find having a kid to be the most uh, 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 greatest thing that's ever happened in my life. So easy with the comparing having kids to a nice bottle of wine. All right. Well, I, I think the guy was truly a of his time 
in that he's a carnival barker. He's just trying to build a brand, and his brand was big, confident pronouncements mm. about wild, sweeping policy. He was 21st century, uh, you know, 50 years early. Right. He, that's right. He had a book to sell. He's Prince Harry selling his book. That's what he was doing. Yeah, exactly. I have more to say, but we need to drop a quick uh, word from our friends at Lear Capital. The market dropped about 24% last year, so why are some people smiling? Because they own gold. And even with experts predicting a recession around the corner, gold prices remain shockingly low. So that makes now an uh, opportunistic time to invest in gold. In fact, one CNBC expert predicts gold could go up 100%, hitting $4,000 an ounce this year. Kevin McDemerit, founder of Lear Capital, who we spoke to just the other day, agreed, adding during the recession of 08, gold shot up over 50%, helped investors secure their savings and retirement accounts against loss. With over 25 years of experience, the exceptional trust pilot rating and their risk-free investor pledge, Lear Capital, is the choice we trust. Get your free wealth protection investor guide. Receive up to $15,000 in free bonus gold based on the value of your purchase. Visit LearArmstrong.com. That's LearArmstrong.com or call 1-800-868-1275. That's 1-800-868-1275 or that website. One more time, LearArmstrong.com. They will answer all your questions. Super helpful about how do you buy it? Where do you store it? How do you sell it back? What? How does this all work? They're so good at that. LearArmstrong.com. You know, one thing about that, um, uh, his concerns about the population, it's interesting that society has culturally, organically gotten to where he wanted to be anyway. I mean, most of pop culture, I feel like, does portray the idea of having a large family or kids at all in a negative light. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the the real way to enjoy life is lots of uh, lots of sex and traveling and nice restaurants. Well, I mean, that's sex lots in of the sex city and, and some traveling. Uh, that's that's all your, you know, your hot TV shows and that sort of stuff. So he, yeah. he got what he wanted, just happened organically. Yeah, somebody I was just reading something. Oh, we're, we're about out of time. Uh, uh, something I've been saying for a long time, but they use prettier words than I usually do. Uh, the idea that uh, virtually never do trend lines continue. There are always countervailing forces that are created by the trend itself that alter the trajectory, uh, the trajectory of the line. So anybody who takes a look at, you know, the stocks went up 20% last three days. By the end of next month, they'll be up 7 million percent. I mean, that's not the way trends work. Mm. Not sure that will happen with the whole kid thing, but we'll see. Uh, much well, that's th- what I'm saying. The population is growing, growing, growing. And now, for whatever reason, in uh, advanced societies, now it's shrinking, shrinking, shrinking. Yeah, no doubt. Much to talk about, including finding uh, top secret documents in Joe Biden's closet. Yeah, that happened, among other things. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life... 
We've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We've learned this week that the Bills Mafia is a very real thing. <laughs> um, and we all feel the love from, from you all in uh, Western New York. Uh, but, you know, he, he watched the game on uh, yesterday um, when the uh, opening kickoff was run back. He jumped up and down, got out of his, uh, his uh, chair, um, set, I think, every alarm off in the ICU in the process. A very uh, cute and cheery interview there with some of the doctors at the ICU in uh, Cincinnati. Damar Hamlin of the Bills, the fellow whose heart stopped on the field the other day, um, is uh, back in Buffalo, now in a hospital there, being monitored. But he is obviously in good enough shape to jump up and down as his team scores. So uh, good for him. As I read the other day, if your heart's going to stop, have it be in an airport or a football game, which is interesting. You know, I was having that conversation, oddly enough, it was Sunday on a golf course, and and it's increasingly common these days, and if you don't play, you wouldn't know this, but um, for, like, if there's a, uh, like, a little bathroom, a men's and women's bathroom, like on the sixth hole of a golf course or whatever, frequently now, you'll they'll have the paddles and the instructions how to use them and stuff like that. In, in many accommodation, public accommodations, public places now, they have the paddles to restart somebody's heart. But as I'm having this conversation with some guys um, about DeMar Hamlin and his heart stopping, I realized we're like three holes away from the paddles. So I'm uh, slightly under 200 pounds, having worked off all of my holiday fat. Um, the the pre-holiday fat is still there. But the, anyway, uh, I thought, how, how are they going to get me over there to put the paddles to me? It's just not going to happen. And how easy is it to do, to pretty, follow the instructions? Is it pretty easy? I, th- I think it's pretty easy, yeah. I mean, you know, somebody you might get confused. Their... Put the gel on there, then put them on either side of your head. That's right. not going to do you any good. You put them each, each ear. No, <laughs> that's not how it works at all. Mm. Oh, speaking of reviving the dead, uh, I'll just hit you with this real quick. Now, next hour, all sorts of what I hope to be interesting and informative uh, domestic policy stuff. The Biden administration's new immigration program, I now comprehend it, and it's it's interesting difficult to say how serious anybody is about it but it's interesting plus they have a new wrinkle on the student loan stuff there a discussion of the national debt we could get into i know i know you're rolling your eyes but the numbers the numbers friends are astounding if people were paying attention to the national debt thing their heads would explode right they aren't no no they are not uh so just very briefly i saw this headline um is was it the business insider i thought it was a wapo Uh, It doesn't matter. Almost half of top foreign policy experts think Russia will become a failed state or break up 
by 2033. Wow. So that's uh, we mentioned that earlier. Ian Bremmer's top risk of the year. We're going to do an interview with him was Russia as a rogue state and how that'd be something new for the world as it is the biggest nuclear arsenal on Earth. Yeah. So whether it's one big country run by who knows who or breaks up into tiny pieces. Yeah, this new survey by the Atlantic Council think tank that I don't know a great deal about, honestly, but uh, I'd have to look it up. But they uh, surveyed 167 alleged foreign policy experts, 46% of them who come from academic, nonprofit, governmental, consultancy. 46% of them anticipate a breakup or collapse of Russia in the next decade. Survey found that 40% of those surveyed foresee Russia breaking up internally within the next two years. So the vast majority say they'll just split off into more independent parts. Uh, About a fifth consider Russia to be the most likely country to become a failed state in the next decade. More than double the next highest choice, which is Afghanistan. Wow. Of course, the Taliban rules with an iron fist. I mean, they are they they woke up a failed state, to paraphrase my frequent saying. Um, So, you know, they're semi failed all day long. But uh, double as many thought Russia is going to go kaput than thought that of Afghanistan. Yeah. And Afghanistan's a hellhole, but they ain't got nukes. Russia has lots and lots of nukes. Keep in mind, and oddly, they don't get into this. This is the most obvious point is that within 10 years or so, there's got to be a transition uh, of power from Putin to God knows what. Because the pooter is getting old. Yeah, just because of age. We do four hours of this thing. If you ever miss an hour, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Much on the way. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.